people live righteously. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It is an Articles of News episode, and uh, Annette Luthy Lyon here uh, to let us know that we can all get registered now for Roots Tech 2023. That's why she's here. Her husband <laughs> put her up to it. Uh, that's the only reason she's Only here. reason. Yep, that's it. That's that is all. on my list, actually, though. Of course, oh, good. We'll, 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 get, yeah. we'll get to it later. What's new with you? Uh, well, now that Hurricane Ian has passed my daughter on her mission, we're doing okay. That was not fun. Um, so yeah, everyone, my son dealt with tornadoes. My daughter was in the middle of a drug den and my other daughter now survived a hurricane. So that was, she was evacuated and all that. That was great. <laughs> what What did she say that they do? Uh, like when, when they were evacuated, I imagine that they all sort of gathered together. What was that experience like? Uh, they actually gathered, um, I think kind of, it wasn't in one area she was in a trio at the time and um they were evacuated everything was farther inland of course um and they they ended up staying with a senior couple in their apartment on their floor okay. for a little bit um watching so until disney it was movies it was like it was christmas morning i get it well the, here's the fun thing the, well, I, i'm so grateful that the rules have changed as far as communication to home mm-hmm. they actually were encouraging missionaries to check in every day with their parents just to sure. know they're all right here's the update we still have power or, you know, whatever's going on. Um, and so once we stopped getting daily updates, um, we knew that she was probably just fine, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, she spent a lot of her time learning how to do a Rubik's cube. And so now she can do it in like a minute or so. Good for her. There it is. <laughs> like she's like, so the next call home, she's like, can I get a Rubik's cube? Cause like, that was kind of fun. That was what we spend our time doing. Yeah. And I'm like, I just sent a video of um, her district leaders, this ridiculous, like fake news story thing and like pretending that they were being rained on. So those missionaries off screen, they're like throwing water on them. And I mean, it, it, she's like, oh, I love them. I'm like, oh, good to know that the elders are still ridiculous wherever yeah. you go. But um, can we talk yeah. about can we talk about the idea of being in a trio for a minute? Mm-hmm. That was the worst when there was a trio or we had a quad. Uh, a quad, oh, like in yeah, an apartment. So, so okay, two, but yeah, you're not like so assigned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, miserable. That is so, the worst. So uh, that's interesting because so so I've had two daughters serve, and um, they've said it can be either the worst or the best. Yeah. Because if it's if two really get along and one's just not getting along, that that's a real problem. Sure. But at the same time, if there's a third person that you all get along with, then you're not like, oh my gosh, there's just one person I'm with all the time and I'm losing my mind. Sure. So I, I think, I don't, want, I don't know if it's sister versus elder thing, but she's really enjoyed, she's been in a couple of trios and she's yeah. actually has, she's enjoyed them. No, But thanks. the funny thing is that she wasn't at all concerned about the hurricane, of course, because the locals weren't. Sure. Um, But they were concerned that they, if they lost power, then they might lose this thing that a member had given them. It was a full um cheesecake factory cheesecake oh so it was like save the cheesecake how do we say <laughs> i'm like child we can pack it in ice like, uh, maybe oh. we could get some dry ice maybe i'm we like can... you know what oh and then after the fact that they had all these mission rules about being safe you don't go near water you don't know how deep it is in the car could get stuck or maybe mm-hmm. there's a downed power line sure or maybe there's you don't know if the gators have gotten to the puddles yet Ooh. and they're so and they can hide in a little bit of water. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that that's not one I I had considered. So thanks for concerning me. <laughs> to, which mission is she in? Orlando. Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now a lot of, uh, I would imagine, service opportunities, right? With the cleanup. That's that's what we're hearing, that she yeah. must still get the chance to do some of that. Yeah. She was very excited yeah. about that's the, awesome. that prospect. Yeah. That's awesome. Did the cheesecake survive? That's the big question. Yes. Because oh. her her apartment did not lose oh, power. Phew. I know. Phew. Oh. Save the cheesecake. We're just billions we're... of dollars in damages, but you know what? The, cheese the cheesecake is. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so I have a cousin whose son was serving on the other side of the state, and they got hit a little harder. And um, so I was checking with her. How's your son? Is he okay? And she's like, Well, yeah, he and his district are playing um, mafia when the power went out for them. So I was sure. like, All right, the, their yeah. spirits are up. We've got yeah. Rubik's cube and mafia. They're yeah. Probably and cheesecake that's i mean some people would study the gospels in the new testament that's fine go ahead rubik's cube and no no judgment i'm teasing uh so so i am in this um as fall comes to the great state of utah uh we are in this transitional phase i've been in this home since may of 2022 we're in this transitional phase of 
uh, all of our projects up to this point, for the most part, have been outdoor projects, getting the, you know, the facade, the front part of the house looking like someone lives here and, you know, those kind of things. My wife did an amazing job on our deck. Uh, um, maybe I'll include a picture or two in the yeah, uh, show notes. Say, I, I, I think I've seen pictures of some of it, but not the deck. Um, but we recently, uh, as we are gearing up for what is the worst part of Utah, uh, which is the cold, miserable six months that you just go, why, why do I live here? Part <laughs> of Utah, except for when I'm skiing. Uh, but I, uh, I'm starting to be tasked with the indoor projects. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you can believe this about me, uh, I am not, I wouldn't say hoarder. And I would say that I'm a million times better about this now than I have been in my past. But I, I am, uh, I'm a, I'm a sentimental, sentimental man uh, that likes to hang on to things that have no real value. Oh, no, that's me too. I still have T-shirts from plays I was in in high school and that right, kind of right. thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 so same oh, kind yeah. of thing. Same yeah. kind of oh, thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, with recently, and I don't think I've even talked about this, um, but I helped my great aunt, that is my grandmother's sister. Uh, she got moved into an assisted living center. Uh, all of her kids said, we're not helping with the house. All of my brothers and sisters said, we're not helping. And so I sort of stepped in and was like, okay, I guess I'll do a garage sale and then get rid of this stuff and then clean it out. I guess th- I guess this is what I was looking to do for a couple of weeks of my life. So I stepped into it. And uh, that experience has taught me, no one cares about your junk when you die. There's about three things that people will care about and that's it. And I, and I got to thinking about it and I think I hurt both of my parents' feelings um, because I called them and I said, you know, I, I, like, I want you to spend all of your retirement money. I want you to, you know, donate all of your house stuff because because I don't want to have to deal with it with brothers and sisters, just like sell it, whatever we need to do, you know, simplify it on you. And I think they were both hurt. Uh, But all to say uh, (laughs) that has changed the attitude that I have about stuff in my house. This is leading somewhere. I promise. Be patient. Last night I was going through the very thing like you alluded to. I have this uh, Costco black and yellow bin that I haven't opened even in 10 years. And so mm-hmm. I opened it yeah. up and um, anyone who's known me for any amount of time knows that when I was in high school, I used to wear, let's call it loud clothing, mostly things from the Deseret Industries from about 30 years prior. And that was 20 years ago. So it's old clothes. Um, I felt so I was, like I was wondering if it was like the parachute pants and that kind of thing. You know, no, probably no, this not. is like no. polyester, yeah. small checker pants. The things that are kind of coming back into fashion now. I the problem is that, that would have been fun. Okay. The, the difference between me and high school me is about 60 pounds. So there's not a chance I'm getting back into <laughs> to any of these pants. But I think I held on to them thinking, oh, you know what? Maybe maybe if I have offspring. They'll be weird like me and they'll want to wear some of dad's mm-hmm. old clothes because I know a lot of kids do that with their parents. Right. Uh, and then uh, other parts of me were like, no, this this was a meaningful part of my life. And and, you know, I'm I'm Marie Kondo the crap out of that entire bin of, <laughs> of things last night. But here's where this is leading. I found a letter now. I, I oh. am the I am the worst organized person in the world, meaning uh, like in that bin should have just been clothes from high school. But no, what but it no. is, it, it it's like a little peek into my life. I It's like clothes from high school and also the mail that was on the uh, countertop that I hadn't gone through at that point. And then also <laughs> like taxes from 2015. Like credit card all, application. Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. Just all crammed in. And so I found this letter. And, oh, wow. And, and it pertains to uh, to me being a missionary. And Ooh. I don't think I ever I don't think I ever shared this. Well, this considering is, you hadn't seen it in a decade, probably not. Well, but I must have opened it at some point because this letter is dated November 29th, 2020. Um, oh, but but I, I this is terrible. I don't actually remember getting this letter. And and further, I don't know how it made it into this particular bin. Wait, so this is not a, a letter from back then. This is no, from this two is a letter years from ago. November 29th, 2020. I, I was wondering if it was like you from the past saying open it in 2020, but no. no. And, it, and oh. it's not and it's not a letter from me either. Okay, let's hear it. Oh, this it is says, mystery. It says, Hey Richie. So it's talking to me. Yeah. 
says, I wanted to say thank you for helping to teach me the gospel way back when. Thank you for taking the time out of your life to serve the Lord. I believe that you were inspired to be where you were and to be what I needed to hear to, uh, let's see, and what I needed to hear to gospel. I'm not sure what that meant. Uh, I'll never forget when you challenged me to be baptized during our second lesson. The room went silent. Then I heard an audible yes. When I looked up, not knowing at the time, it was the Spirit. I hadn't considered getting baptized at that point. I still tell my kids how you guys found Jessica, that's his girlfriend at the time, now wife, a Book of Mormon, from when she was younger and gave it to me. So his wife is also named Jessica. It's not my wife named Jessica. He says, thank you for being the kind of missionary that I needed. Thank you for ordaining me to the Aaronic priesthood and flying out for my farewell talk. So when he went on a mission, I flew out to Ohio to, to uh, be there for his, his mission farewell. He says, thanks for being a good example for my mom, too. She loved it when you guys came over. Thank you for being you. And then he says, we recently saw an interview that you did on the Saints Channel studio. So that must be, you know, where he got the idea to write. And, and the kids were super excited when I told them that you were the missionary that taught me. So I thought that was super oh, sweet. That is awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You make a difference. Yeah. When you hear about it all these years later. Yeah. You, sometimes you think, though. Boy, you did not make a difference. But yeah, I thought that I thought that was super sweet. And I I, I must have read it when he initially uh, sent it. But, you know, I tucked it away in a box. That's the thing I'm glad that I held on to. Yes. The 30 pairs of plaid pants that are going to the Deseret industry so today. Yeah, they don't care. Nope. nope. No, not so much. That's actually I, I've actually kind of. You mentioned something similar before, I think, when you were going through your grandmother's things, mm -hmm. how, like, she might probably cared about this. I don't. And so mm -hmm. people just get rid of your crap. So that's actually been in the back of my mind as I've gone through some things. Um, but my parents have been doing some of that. And yeah. I think some of it is because they've seen friends and colleagues and neighbors and, you know, the, the next generation having to deal with it. So they've been actively, like, purging things and giving me stuff and, like, hey, who wants this? Or, like... You know, there's um, the Oxford English Dictionary that my dad has, which is incredibly expensive and incredibly cool. And I mm -hmm. had actually always said, you know, so when dad passes, that's the one thing I'm going to fight for because yeah. I want it. He actually brought it to me. He goes, I figured Aww. of all the kids, you, you would you'd appreciate this. So here you go. Yeah. I mean, he's coming on 86. So it's oh, I mean, I just like they're actually reaching the point of like, you know, who would appreciate this? And they are. They're 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 kind of preparing, which I don't I don't like on the one hand, but like I appreciate on the other. So that yeah, that is yeah. Think think stuff. about the greatest gift you can give your family, right? And this can be at any age. It's a little maybe more morbid or dark when you're younger, but like, guess what? You're gonna die. I don't mm -hmm. like that. I don't like that feeling, especially when I think about like you just said with your parents, when I think about that with my own parents. But the greatest gift that you can give them is not having to clean up 40 years yeah. of junk that you don't know what's important, where it is, what, you know, what should be held onto, uh, you know, all that stuff. That's one thing. Uh, the second thing, like having a will and mm -hmm. being like, Hey, this is where this should be divided and having them. And had, here are the documents. <laughs> yeah. And having them yeah. have had the conversation with you. It sounds super uncomfortable, but like, yeah. If you're going to pass and you're giving one kid all of your money and not the other one, having that conversation, that terribly awkward conversation now so that the kid can be like, hey, how come you didn't? And it's like, oh, because you're a drug actor and I think you'll probably use it to kill yourself. Like, at least they can ask the question now yeah. as opposed yeah. to wonder and not be able to talk to you about it later. Mm -hmm. And then and then third, to be able to say, when I die, this morbid, terrible thing that we don't like talking about. I would like a mariachi band to play, mm -hmm. you know, ba -ba 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 when they're taking in my casket and we're taking out my casket yep. and, or, or whatever your wishes may be. That happens to be mine. Uh, whatever your wishes may be, like lay it out so that there's no question. The mm -hmm. questions after death are the worst. Amen. Well, and that, that's actually something after um, well, when it was maybe 10 years ago or so after my parents' latest mission thing, they they actually did all of that. And my dad actually brought me and my sister um, downstairs into this one little corner in this closet. He goes, just so you guys know, this this little this box right here, it's a metal box. Mm -hmm. Thinking ahead, he goes, 
there's the trust that the will, all those other documents, there's all the stuff for funerals. It's already all paid for. All the instructions are there. And it was like, like literally he, like what he wants for flowers is already ordered. Like it's, nice. it's, it's, and I was like, that is really amazing dad. And he's, you know, he's like, yeah, I've just seen too many families struggle. And you know, cause in those moments, it's so emotional and you don't know what to do and what they want. Um, let alone how to pay for it. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, I, just want, I don't want to, that to be a burden for you kids. And we're like, dad, thank you. Now let's go upstairs and stop talking about it. But, <laughs> but it was like, but I, you know, it was an uncomfortable conversation. Like you sure. said, I don't want to be thinking, especially now that he's like, yeah, both of my parents made it to 85 and he's yeah. 86 next month. And I'm like, dad, let's no, no, yeah. no, let's not talk like that. Um, but not knowing but the, the fact that they're thinking ahead to, you know, when they and inevitably we're, we're all mortal so whenever we they do go that they they want it to be as less painful as they can make it so yeah, that's smooth. yay smooth mm-hmm. which means i should probably get my act together and get well like a that's will or something this is actually an intervention your husband and your kids yeah i figured yeah they're up. always very concerned yeah i mean when we have our weekly meetings about you it's yeah one oh, of the yes, things that has yes. come up it's what we do that and Roots Tech, which we're coming up and talking about in the news. We'll take a break and get back to actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. BestDJinUtah.com is the website that you need to go to if you would like to party with me. Now, just because it says Utah as part of the URL does not mean that it has to be in the state of Utah. I've traveled to such illustrious places as Wyoming, Nevada, Texas, Washington, and others, Idaho as well. If uh, if you're having an event and you think, you know what, I would love the energy, the charisma that is Richie uh, to be able to bless the event. I don't know why I said bless. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Maybe you, you yourself are getting married or has been the case multiple times this year. You are the apparent not a parent, just the parent, uh, or one of the parents, because there's multiple parents. I'm getting distracted. You are one of the parents of the bride or groom, and you think, Richie would be great to be at this event. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Be sure that you mentioned uh, that you hear it on the cultural hall. I may, in fact, even get you a little bit of a discount. Who knows? We'll see how I feel that day. It's bestdjinutah.com. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops with breaking news. Windows 11 is now here. It's fast and it's beautiful. So let's make sure your computer's ready to run it. Bring your PC into any PC Laptops right now at PCLaptops.com. PCLaptops.com. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. Uh, shoot a shout out, not shoot out. That's a whole different thing. Shout out to uh, Megan Oler Gordon. She does the uh, show notes. So when you go to, um, now, now that I say that name out loud, I think maybe I got it wrong. Let me make sure that that's actually her last name. I know it's Megan Oler. Now I hope I got her last name correct. Uh, sweet Facebook taking its time to forget it. Megan, you know I love you if I got your last name. No, what is it? Come on. Come on, Facebook. This is me. This is where if if anyone wonders what I'm going to be like in my old age, it'll just be me yelling at social media. Can't find it. Uh, Megan, she does the uh, she does the uh, links for the show notes. So thank you to her. Uh, This I thought was interesting, and I thought this was interesting for two different reasons. Um, This story uh, just out the other day, uh, there was a man arrested, accused of inappropriately touching women in the LDS Institute building at Utah Valley University. Ick. Yeah. So Provo man was arrested after police say that he inappropriately touched multiple women in the Utah Valley Institute of Religion building. His name is David Nava. He's 23 years old, and he was booked on one charge of forcible sex abuse in and booked into the Utah County Jail. Now, what happened was uh, he goes into the Institute building and uh, this woman is is playing the piano and he sits down next to her and he says, hey, can I give you a hug? And then he tries to touch her. 
uh, over her clothes on the up top. And uh, she obviously pushes him away and is like, no, thank you. Please and no, thank you. Uh, and then he tries to kiss her and I guess succeeds as far as like kissing her on the face and on the neck. And she's like, no, and calls um, the police security camera footage um, shows that this is what happened. Right. Even even though he denies it. Hey, I didn't do that. Uh, they, they say, listen, we've got you on video that this is what you did. Um, here is what is crazy to me about this story. First of all, this story is crazy. Second of all, as you read more into this article, uh, you find out that he did this to three other women mm. who did not report. Oh, that gosh. was the thing yeah. that, that to me, one, uh, one woman, he asked to borrow some money and she tried to give him, uh, or, you know, was like searching through her purse or something to get some money. He grabs her butt didn't report it and two other incidences with the same guy. And to me, I just, I think a couple things about it. One, what a creep Mm -hmm. Two, you you know, if we're going to stop people from doing these things, you have to report it. You have to report that these things happen because maybe an air quotes, because I don't want to, you know, I'm not putting the, these words into anyone's mouth, but maybe you don't, you don't think that this was a big deal. Right. Oh, I just oh, grabbed my no. butt. It was harmless. He whatever. Or it's embarrassing. You want to bring it up. And it's not yeah. like it's it wasn't violent. It was just oh, a, I, yeah. don't, I don't want yeah. to be that person. Mm-hmm. You, would, you know, whatever. Nah, you got to. You yeah. have to. You have to do that. Now, I, I yeah. think that I think that maybe, but not really. Maybe it's different if this is like your friend and it went too far. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But all reports that I've read is this is a guy who maybe they knew but didn't know. And he's like, hey, and then getting all sorts of gropey. So. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's the, I'm thinking back to a couple of years ago. Um, I had a friend who had, was kind of in that situation, but the person was was um, rather well known in the mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't go to the police, but she did go to the event organizers. Um, and kind of and filed a report there mm-hmm. and they, they assured her everything would be confidential. Did it, they leaked her name and everything to the press and then mm. she was just attacked. Mm. Um, and so she regretted ever filing the report. So as long yeah. as we have jerks out there who are not, who won't take it, people actually have heard the story and they go, well, he didn't really do anything, you right. know? And I'm like, are you kidding guys? <laughs> right. And I've heard more and more and more people I say, oh no, this guy, he's it's like it's like a, a this quiet secret everybody knows. Oh, he he's a he's a creep. You just you yeah. don't go in a in a room alone with him. Like, yeah. Or like there was actually um one of my friends who was at another event with the same guy. There was the faculty, like the green room with refreshments and you know, whatever. She was in there and someone ran, one of the organizers ran in and was like, oh, okay, I wanted to make sure he wasn't in here with you alone. And it wasn't like she went, she would have gone there alone with him, but mm-hmm. the fact that the organizers knew full well that this person's a predator. Gross. And let him come anyway. Mm. So it's like, what do you do? It's like, yeah. I, maybe some of these women have reported and it didn't do any good. Or they were the ones attacked. Oh, you're hurting someone's career or you're, you know, whatever. And then their name gets dragged through the mud. It's, it's, it's hard. I don't yeah. know. There's not, there's not an easy answer. I agree that it sh- they should report. Right. But it, but it's not but always I get easy. Why, yeah. Yeah. And even then when they do, sometimes it doesn't do, do any good. So I get it. And if you become a Patreon saint of the cultural hall, Annette will tell you who that person is. That's a creep. <laughs> uh, that's the only way that you can I find know out too many things about. <laughs> yeah. I'll ask. Te- teasing, of course. Yes. Uh, what news story do you have? So something on a little, well, I was going to say happier note. It's happy on one hand, very different kind of note. Um, so we've got uh, Alex Jones, of course, who has um, known for InfoWars. And I just have to say that, you know, this is a man who makes a living off of making, ticking people off. If there's not something he can lie about he, or anything that's real, he'll make it up, right? To yell and scream at the TV. It's, a, it's about so, clicks and rage. Exactly. So that's, he makes money off of rage, which frankly... Who's the author of Contention, guys? Mm. Not Christ. Anyway, mm, say so. <laughs> that's our generation will get that reference. Yeah, Younger you. people will not. Everyone else, no, no idea. Uh, yes, but but I'm old, so I get it. Um, no, so he he's been on trial for defamation. Um, and, and so uh, there's more than one civil lawsuit. He was found guilty yesterday. The sentence came down. 
So um, this is in Connecticut. So the, the families of eight Sandy Hook shooting victims on Wednesday um, won nearly a billion in damages from Alex Jones. This is a devastating blow against his empire and a message from the jury that his lies and those of his followers have crippling consequences. Um, anyway, it goes on to talk, talk about them, but specifically the largest award went to Robbie Parker. He is, and his little family are Latter-day Saints. They had actually moved to Sandy Hook just a few months prior to the shooting um, from Ogden, Utah. So, mm. and his daughter, Emily, was killed in the massacre. So the largest Ooh. award went to Robbie Parker, he, who was awarded $120 million um, because the, the case was largely set around him because he had been getting death threats and all kinds of things. Alex Jones accused him um, of giving, you know, the speech at his daughter's memorial saying he was, this was a disgusting act and just, you know, she made it all up. And, you know, and so he's dealt with all kinds of horrible death threats and whatever as he's mourning and grieving his daughter for crying out loud. So um, anyway, horrible for Alex Jones. The, I, the, good. The guy's bankrupt now, whatever. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the case was largely around um, Robbie Parker and, and his sweet little daughter, Emily. Yeah, I, I mean, not enough because, you know, the, their their child is dead, but good to see that, like some justice some yeah and of course they're they're saying that alex jones it looks like he like recently filed for bankruptcy with one of his companies and oh maybe that's a convenient way that he can avoid paying everybody knows in civil cases it's hard to collect that's actually not the point obviously it's just to make sure that someone is held accountable on some level so this is uh just a quick news story cosmo you know the cougar the byu cougar mascot uh recently national attention uh, for a stunt that he did oh, at the BYU-Utah State game. Uh, the War of the Wagon Wheel, I think is what that's called. That's the uh, that's the uh, competition that they have when whoever wins that game gets the wagon wheel. I think it's called the War of the Wagon Wheel. Uh, Which is like the Holy War with the U of U. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same kind of thing. But yeah. whenever you have a team that you play every year, you have to have some sort of thing that goes. Uh, in high school, it was the Battle of the Axe. And it was with our uh, crosstown rivals that weren't at all our rivals at all. They were athletic superior in every single sport. And so they always won <laughs> literally every single thing. So what was your mascot? So was the axe relevant for uh, one of the no, mascots? No, no, no. no, no. Oh, okay. No, I was curious. No, for neither. We were uh, Huskies and they were Bengals, you know. Those, those are actually pretty good mascots. I yeah, always felt not bad, bad for the Jordan, the Jordan beat diggers. I always yeah. felt bad for, sure. you know. But The Lakers. Ugh. Yeah, right. It's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think but at, le- done okay. but at least that made sense. Like yeah. there's not Bengal tigers in Salt Lake City, Utah. There are husky dogs, which uh side tangent, we were supposed to be the Hillcrest Hillbillies, but they decided that might have a derogatory term back in the late 60s when the school was Yeah, started. that yeah. Uh, dodged a bullet there. Yeah, we were huskies yeah. as well. Uh but then we got to start out our morning announcements because I was in student government. This is largely tangential. We used to say things like, "All right, all you husky boys and girls." <laughs> <laughs> and we got in trouble for that. Can you imagine? Uh... Can you imagine the 90s? So, uh what the uh thing is that Cosmo the Cougar circling all the way back around all to the back. actual story, um he did push-ups. And went uh, one level to the next level to the next level with like these tables. So he started on the ground and then was able to do a push up enough to be able to get to the next level. Jump up. Yeah. Yeah, Like jump up to the next level of the table. Like a plank kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then up to the next level of the table. It's sort of like uh, the things that you'd see on American Ninja Warrior. It's a hugely athletic feat. Um, and it, you know, covered in ESPN and also it's over TikTok and, you know, all mm-hmm. the social media things. So congratulations, Cosmo the Cougar, for making national recognition for something awesome. The thing I wonder, yeah. though, how much insurance do they have on Cosmo the Cougar <laughs> and uh, do we pay for that or does Cosmo pay for that? That's a good one. How many Cosmos get the insurance? Because there's more than one. Well, and then you know. also. Uh, because you know that's making money. Does is that a name and license uh kind of thing like the football players and that kind of do in the NCAA now? Does Cosmo get a cut of that? Because if he does not, assuming it's a he, if he does not, she he does sh- not. Yeah, he should. Mm-hmm. I I would my guess would be at this point he does not unless they decide to make a stink about it, which they should. Sure. And that I would bet that the athletics department pays for it rather than sure. 
And, and by the saying. athletics department, you mean Built Bar because Built Bar owns the BYU athletic department, basically. From the Built Bar studios of the Built Bar Marriott building, brought to you by Built Bar. If you've ever been Built down Bar. to BYU's campus, that's it is. In, instead of like greeting you with a handshake, they greet you with the Built Bar. Yeah, that must be real after my time. Yeah. Oh, I, like, no, it's yeah, just in yeah. the last it's just in the last little bit. Last two years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Everything built bar. Wow. Which, which I, you know, listen, if Built Bar wants to send money, we'll be the Built Bar Cultural Hall or the Cultural <laughs> Hall brought to you by Built Bar. I'm not opposed to it. I'll take money. Bring it. I'll take your money. Uh, what other stories do you have? So this is one that goes back to um, you know, the the it harkens back to the 60s, but it's current, I swear. Uh so this is like back in 1969. Um, 14 members of the University of Wyoming football team were unfairly dismissed for asking to participate in a peaceful racial protest in a game against BYU. This is, of course, um, when the, the still the ban was still there on the priesthood. And um, so there was a lot going on of protesting against BYU and all that. So they were dismissed from this game. There was a lot of hurt over it, understandably. Um, um, but apparently they two of those 14 young men um, now gentlemen um have came back and then they together were it was with byu it, it was this huge event they went up there and lit the light and it was mm. sort of like this whole um you know this healing situation which is incredibly cool so that yeah, was they, like they not only were uh dismissed from that particular game but many of them never came back and played football for the university of wyoming again oh that's right yeah uh, about that. Yeah, it's one of so these guys. Hard. Yeah, Our one of these peaceful guys, protest is sad. Mel it's... Hamilton. Uh, I had the opportunity to interview him actually for the cultural hall, but that episode never published. Uh, as we were in the middle of it, um, there was a medical event that occurred during the interview, and I felt it best to just not publish um, that that interview. But it it is a fascinating story. Uh, about the Black 14, that's what they're called, mm -hmm. um, and how in recent years, you know, not only bringing them back to campus, um, but also how they have partnered with these individuals to donate um, to food shelters in their, like in their hometowns to be able to, you know, do it in their name and kind of partnering up saying, hey, you know what, we recognize that that this was a, a slip up in the past and we're we're trying to do right by it, so... This and just I think it's yes. I, I think it's a it's a also good dream, and this is a good reminder that you know truths and doctrine, all these things are eternal, but they're filtered through fallible human things. So we did wrong, mm -hmm. and hopefully we can build a bridge and heal things up a little bit. We can't fix it. We can't change what happened, but we can acknowledge that that shouldn't have happened. So absolutely, uh, you know there there was a typhoon. You know we give all the love to Hurricane Ian. And uh, all the damage and destruction down there in Florida. But there is also a typhoon that has ravaged the Philippines. The church uh, has stepped in to be able to help in with that. Uh, like 14, uh, let me let me get make sure I get my statistics right. Like 700,000 people without power or displaced, which I think is just an insane amount of people. Um, but the church has been delivering food, hygiene, temporary shelter kits, um, they have worked and distributed 3,000 food kits, 500 hygiene kits, 1,000 temporary shelter kits. Um, and it grew from essentially a Category 1 hurricane, although these are typhoons, but essentially a Category 1 hurricane to a Category 5 in about six hours. Wow. So it's like, oh, this is no big. This is a big deal wow. uh, there in the Philippines. And so the church has been on the ground. In many cases, one of the first uh, organizations to kind of, you know, gather together and, and be able to get help out to these folks. So and for those wondering, the only difference between a, high, a hurricane and a typhoon is which ocean it's in. So it is it's a hurricane in the Pacific is what well. that's the only difference. So. And it's Typhoon Noru. Noru. Uh, but locally, it was known as Typhoon Carding. And I'm not sure why there would be two names for it, but I'm sure there's something huh. to that. What else you got? All right. So here's kind of a fun one. I have a new church calling. And so it's related to that. Um, I was released from being a primary teacher. And Yay. now, yeah, actually, I was sad. I actually did oh. enjoy that. But um, I'm a digital missionary leader now. So as part of that, that 
I'm still figuring it out. But as part, <laughs> I'm supposed to be leading some of the youth to doing online missionary sharing stuff. We're figuring it out still. But as part of that, I found out that um, the Orem mission has a, a big online presence and they bring in people to do firesides that they stream and so anyone can watch them which is really cool so here's a couple interesting things. one is brandon sanderson is doing one in november now if people do who don't know who brandon sanderson is yes um he is one of the biggest fantasy writers on the planet um he's the guy who um finished up robert jordan's wheel of time series um he's done the way of kings and i mean the guy's internationally massive and a latter-day saint um and so he's doing um this fireside on november 6 7 p.m you can stream this this mountain time um on the topic of why i believe um they a previous one that they had um as you know again new to the calling and i'm figuring out what they've got up there that's another one that they did um with and I'm forget. I'm gonna screw up his last name. And I'm gonna feel bad about this. But Rudy Rudiger, is that yeah, right? The Rudiger. guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The guy. You know, this is again. Our generation will know the movie Rudy. You, know, the you have Maxson to do it. You in. have to do it this way, Annette. Yes. Rudy. Rudy. So for you, really young people, go watch the movie and then cry like and I literally the do. Guy, he it stars the guy who played Sam. In Lord of the Rings, that's what, you, or or he's in the Goonies as well. So that's 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 the star. Rudy is now a member of the church. The, the actual Rudy, not the actual yeah, Rudy, yeah. not Sean Astin, yeah, not yeah, the actor, yeah, but yeah. the actual Rudy. Um, is and so it, it's Rudy giving. Um, he's now a motivational speaker and he's joined the church and he gave a fireside um about a year ago. So we can cool. include both of those links. Um, but that was kind of cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's great. So Brandon in November, are you going to watch it? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> well, like, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so uh, our friend Morgan over at the uh, LDS Living, um, she wrote an article about Twitter and General Conference um, and about how for a long time she was responsible kind of following uh, General Conference and Twitter and how that made her hate General Conference, which, mm. you know, these are harsher words than she's using. She was like, oh, it was, you know, a displeasure, you know, that kind of thing. But if you read through it, you're like, yeah, it ruined her conference experience being on Twitter. However, many have reflected that the cultural hall on Twitter during General Conference is one of their favorite things. There was an article that was written uh, at LDS Living, the good, the funny, and the downsides of General Conference. And uh, lo and behold, Cultural Hall, uh, one of the highlighted uh, tweets. Pretty awesome were, uh, tweet I hear, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, do you know anything about the uh, the person who wrote it? or, or uh, what I hear she's pretty awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know she's, what the, she's pretty uh, great. Tweet was yeah. at all? Do you know anything about the tweet? <laughs> he, by elder montoya you know hello i'm elder montoya i'm a 70 prepare to learn yeah and I then people reply cry. cry no that you? was somebody else somebody uh, else people were replying with prepare to cry prepare to you know various other churchy things but it got a lot of attention it was kind of fun yeah, yeah. It's one of the fun things it's it's always interesting for me to see what sticks with tweeting at general conference like the ones that I'm like, oh, this is so clever. Nothing. The mm -hmm. ones that I'm like, ah, okay. here's a one off. And then yeah. people are like, yeah, that was. And and that's no sort of slight. I just think it's hilarious. Oh, you, to see. you don't know. I was yeah. surprised. Yeah. But and that was I tweeted the first the Saturday morning and Saturday evening. And that one was still getting attention on a Sunday. So it was. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was fun. Yeah. Uh, do you know what Luz de las Naciones is? No, please share. Well, uh, it is the uh, it happens at the conference center uh, and it is coming back to the conference center. This, of course, a thing that's returning after the covid pandemic. Uh, we are grateful to welcome our Hispanic members and other friends in the community to join with us in celebrating the beautiful culture that we share as neighbors. Um, it's essentially uh, a, a musical celebration. It. They fill the stage with songs and 11 dance performances from Latin American countries, including the Dominican Republic, Honduras, Mexico, Cuba. Performers represent several countries, including Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Cuba, Ecuador, Mexico, Puerto Rico, and Peru. The theme this year is Better Together. Uh, tickets are now available at LuzDelasNaciones.org. And uh, 
you you can you can watch it um you know down in the uh, if you're if you're heading to the downtown and you want to have that kind of celebration it will also be released for on demand viewing on November 19th but it's huge deal bright beautiful costumes if you cool. uh, if you have someone if you're in the Utah area and you're like yeah we should uh, we should get that happening uh you can bring them down the actual event happens on the 5th of November um but uh, like i say it can be streaming live after the 19th of November so you should go That's check it out really cool and we actually, I, I, I wouldn't this... understand a word but i think it'd be kind of cool to go Oh yeah, I, I'm actually. I was surprised to learn, and this is just my own ignorance, showing how, the, how many you know Hispanic members of a church are in Utah. Tons. Um, we actually have a, a. I'm not sure if they're a ward now or it's still a branch, but in my stake, we actually we have a Spanish speaking ward or stake, and that and then now they're meeting in our building, and it's it's, it's a state conference. We often have prayers in Spanish, and it's it's really cool. It's That's like, awesome. This is yeah. It's way. Although I I felt bad there was. <laughs> I talk in our last general conference, um, this awesome sister telling this great story and whatnot, but she was, uh, <laughs> when she first said something, I was like, wow, way to, way to be honest. Cause she was, you know, she, I thought what I heard was my four letter children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought that's colorful and brilliant. And wow, that's really honest. And then I, as she went on, I'm like, oh, I just misheard her accent. She meant four little children. Oh, boo. I but mean, everyone yeah, that, that, that's on meant. me. That's Everyone me. knows what she meant. Well, I, my husband was like, I thought that too. I'm like, okay, so it's not just me. Where but, was yeah. that tweet, Annette? Where was that tweet? Oh, well, my four-letter children. I, ironically, it was actually, if you follow me on Twitter, I did tweet about it. It's just not on the cultural hall feed. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. yeah, for all that's worth. Uh, what other news stories do you have? Let's see. So uh, this is the update on the Daybell situation. Um, there's a couple of things there. One is that there's a new documentary out. It, it debuted September 14th. Um, very well done, I believe. And there, I was, so, again, I've been so impressed with the media and how they have handled uh, the Latter-day Saint aspect. They've been very respectful, I think, and showing that this is not who we are. <laughs> well, and shout out too, because I think a tremendous resource has been, uh, you know, our very own, we'll claim him, uh, from East Idaho News, Nate Eaton. Nate Eaton, Eaton yes. You know, he's a member of the church uh, and has been following the story f- from the very beginning, yep. was the one who kind of brought to light that they were in Hawaii. He's the one that you see in videos mm-hmm. saying, where are your kids? Yep. Why won't you just tell us where your kids are? He's a I think guy. that he's been a tremendous resource to say, hey, uh, let's get this church thing right. Yeah. And I, well, and I, but the fact that like Dateline and these others have been, okay, we will, we will, we'll do our best to get it right. So mm-hmm. I, the fact that, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, so another update. So watch the, the series. I think it's definitely worth watching. Um, yeah. Three part uh, on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't remember exactly how many, but there's Netflix. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we, we binged them all in one evening. So it's not long. Um, but the latest on the trial situation as the judge has said, there will be no camera or audio allowed. Now, uh, they will be feed. recording, yeah, yeah, for live yeah. feed because they so will they'll, be recording. They're recording it and then they'll they will release transscripts, but there will no be no live audio or camera feeds in the courtroom. Yeah. So, well, which and is I sad, think, but I get it. I get it. Well, eventually you'll be able to get the audio. It just they they won't allow the live part. You'll be able yeah. to hear the audio as if it were live, but it will be after the fact. It'll be after the fact. Yeah, yeah. and then um, I guess the. This is kind of sad, but it kind of frustrates the crap out of me on this one, frankly. But so uh, Lori Daybell's oldest son has since been arrested for potentially doing things he shouldn't be doing to a child, which pisses Ugh. me off. <laughs> and oh, I'm really? Like, and this is one of those circular things where, you know, he was molested as a child. Yeah. So you, you can see the cycle. But I'm like, dude, of all people to break the cycle. Come on. Yeah. Shouldn't it have been you? Of course, granted, these are these are charges at this point. Sure, alleged, sure, sure. You know, but I was very sad to hear that. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. That's, jeez. One thing yeah. that you don't, your hope is incorrect, but. Uh, yeah. The 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 thing that is maybe hardest about that Daybell um, documentary that you see over on Netflix, which we watched it too. Uh, I, I have recently taken to joking and, and, and it's not a joke, unfortunately. Um, but we don't watch things in my house where people don't get killed. Um, <laughs> people are it like, sounds a lot s- like, my, like what I watch. <laughs> have yeah, you seen the hilarious? And I'm like, Nope, Nope. We only watch things where people get killed. Um, but, but we watched it. And the, the thing that I think is maybe, uh, I don't know 
most frustrating about it. Obviously, the tragedy that the the you know spouses um, were killed and that the children were killed as well. That's obvious. I feel like, but as you're watching it with your um, you know your today vision, looking back, they have several like audio clips and like uh, body cams from the cops, and you're just like, can't you see how how crazy this is how she's lying how she's not you know like Mm -hmm. you look at it and you're just like what yeah well and she's the fact that here's a vision so Lori Vallow has still been deemed incompetent to stand trial meaning she she can't understand what's going on in a trial or understand right and wrong and all that I think frankly it's an act because when her her before Chad the one that you know that her, her brother killed um charles vallow he went to the police and all of that trying to say my wife's going to try to kill me she's mm-hmm. gone crazy all these things have you seen the video of her in the police station yes talking about that she's like oh gosh i think i'm crazy but sure lock me up for a day whatever i mean it's she looks like the most sane person so i think it's all an act she knows well, full well what she's doing I and think. i want i want to make sure that i that i correct this and i hate being this guy but as of april 11th uh, the judge ruled that she is competent to stand trial. So I thought that that would have been reversed recently. I'll have, uh, I'll have to double check. Yeah, yeah. double check. Because I said Lori Vallow able to stand trial into Google and the Google Google box, the Google box, the Google, <laughs> the Google box, so I whatever, yeah, tells I me that fair. she is competent Good. to stand trial now. So yes, yeah, because I thought I'd seen that that had been reversed, but hopefully I'll, I will look and we'll find out. Uh, but uh, obviously one of those things that everyone watches because we can't turn away and judge us all we want Uh, a couple of interesting book of mormon um, news articles one is that 2000 plus pieces of book of mormon art are now available in new digital database that's right sunday school teachers rejoice searching google images for the book of mormon visuals is no longer needed the first permanent and comprehensive online database of book of mormon art is now available and provides searchable access to more than two thousand pieces of visual art from public and private collections museums and the holdings of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints the new book of mormon art catalog also includes a wealth of information about each piece and unparalleled research tools for scholars artists church members, and anyone interested in Book of Mormon visual art. The project began as art historian Jennifer Champeau was researching the history of Latter-day Saint depiction of Lehi's dream. She's been directing the project since 2020 in the hopes of supporting research and education, promoting a greater knowledge of artists worldwide, and providing a study and devotional research. Uh, So you're asking yourself where you can get it. Uh, and the answer is this article does not say it. Let's see. By honoring from a variety of cultures, the Book of Mormon art catalog amplifies and makes more accessible a wider range of voices testifying of God and scripture through art. So now my question is, is it part of the app? Why do I not see this as part of the article? Uh, Book of Mormon art catalog. There it is. It is. Book of Marm, Book of Marmon. Marmon. <laughs> That's Elder Perry coming uh, back. The book of uh, Book of Mormon Art Catalog dot org is where you can find it. Cool. So go and find that there. And then the other one, uh, because you know we have technology, so why don't we do this? They have made the Book of Mormon. That is the entire Book of Mormon uh, on a teeny, teeny, teeny what they call oh, waffle that's... chip. I saw that, yeah. A little microchip. And uh, my favorite, in, in, as we post these things, as we do with most of our news articles on uh, Facebook, when people ask, why? Why do we do that? And the answer because, is because yeah. we can. Because we can. And they got the idea because people had done it with the Bible. Yeah. So let's do it with the book. I mean, Book of Mormon, in my mind, is like, that's not, not as impressive because it's so much shorter than the Bible. Mm-hmm. Listen, but still, it exists. It's, good, it's, good job, Stick guys. a Judah, stick a Joseph. Come on. <laughs> Make a little there waffle sandwich with the two little waffle chips. Mm. Make your, ooh, now they need to do a triple. Then we can have the whole thing. Oh, yeah. See? And then it's just the same size. And we go, how is that possible? They're all the same size. <laughs> Technology. That's how it's Amazing. possible. Uh, what else you got? 
All right. So Ken Jennings, who we know as um, he's been a co-host of Jeopardy, but previously had won 74 consecutive games. Um, he's, of course, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This says he is no stranger to television, but the trivia legend has now explored a different part of the TV world, the land of sitcoms. What? Yes. On Thursday night, J- Jennings made a cameo in this in season three premiere of Call Me Cat, a sitcom that stars his fellow Jeopardy co-host, Mayim Bialik, hmm. who people know from, younger generation knows from The Big Bang Theory, our generation knows from Blossom. Yeah, she doesn't um, know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. <laughs> Fire up your pad and paper. I'll give you a piece of my mind. But in my opinion, nation... The sun is going to surely shine. I'm impressed. Thank I did. You. Yes, that's beautiful. Thank you. So this is in the episode, Kat, played by Bialik, is returning from a trip to Paris and is eager to talk about her adventures on the flight home. The victim, Jennings, who is seated next to her and is more interested in sleeping than lending a listening ear. That's so awesome. I have not seen it, but now he's now he's a sitcom. I'll I'll things. tell you what though. Think about how many uh think about how many movies Alex Trebek was in. Because think yeah. of how many movies featured Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh, here's one thing that blows my mind is that the actual Jeopardy theme song, mm-hmm. the guy who wrote it gets royalties. Every single time. Every time it's played that's on, awesome. on, you know, reruns and everything. I'm like, dang, that's the Smart. jingle you want to have done. Brilliant. Way to go, jingle guy. Yeah. Um, Jeopardy, Jeopardy jingle. That sounds like a made-up thing now. Hey, way to go, Jeopardy jingle. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's some pretty fascinating stuff out there uh, that we have not talked about because I haven't been as good about news as I probably should have. We didn't talk at all about the uh, F-word Mormons at the BYU-Oregon game. Oh, um, yeah. Which... You know, guys, be, be better. <laughs> I yeah, I, yeah. I mean, here's the deal. It's horrible, but but also, uh, I mean, people have done that to. I mean, it was a couple years ago that it was the USC that did it to us, and and so I, I'm not excusing it by any means, uh, but to say that it continues, mm-hmm. and the people that are sort of surprised by it, I guess, is where. Uh, I, I find some interest, right? Like, I can't believe that they would do it. And I'm like, I can. Do you not see how people treat other people? Why are we surprised? Which is horribly cynical. And I feel like maybe we should be creating a better world, et cetera, et cetera. But when stuff like that happens, I'm not surprised. Why no, are we surprised? Creating, are a better, creating a better world is not done by pretending it's not great. I'm pretending it's too perfect. I mean, it, yeah, pretending it's great and doesn't need improvement. Like it's if we're surprised by this, then we can't improve things. So this is I think it's yeah, we need to be aware of what's going on and come on, guys, do better. That's I I just wish that they would be more creative. Is that terrible of me to say? Like that's oh that's, no, I agree too. You're like, come like on. If guys. you're gonna be insulting and super, super offensive, like be more creative with it. Like, come on, that's that you went to the easy, the easy joke there. Yeah. Or the easy well, and, insults. you know, the fact that uh, Governor Cox weighed in on it and it was a big thing. And 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 it is interesting to me um, in the world that we live in. And this is about as far as I want to tread this, um, but that there have now been multiple teams who have said that there have been chance uh, that is C-H-A-N-T-S, not chance like the rapper uh, about, um, you know, different racial slurs at BYU games and that there isn't any video of it. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm not discrediting, um, you know, that, but we know that the F the Mormons at the Oregon game happened because there was able to be video. And, and so if there's an eye raised for me, it is interesting to me that there's not any, any video from any fan, any, Buddy in the audience or whatever of someone saying the other things. Yeah. I don't know. What else do you have? Um, well, let's see. We've got um LDS PMA, which is the Latter-day Saints in Publishing Media Arts. Is that what it, I'm trying to remember what it stands for? Anyway, yay me. Um, I'm <laughs> they have, a, con- they have a, a conference that's coming up next week. I'm teaching at it. Richie is now part of the organization. Whoop, whoop. Um 
Oop, and they've got their um they do their own awards for various media. Um, and so they're called their they're called the Praiseworthy Awards, which I'm Yay. sure goes back to the article of A13. Um, so the finalists for that have been announced, and they've got some amazing keynotes. Brandon Sanderson, I believe, is one. I think Sister Gladys Knight is another. Um, and I think the MC is one of the Jets. If you guys remember that sibling, yeah, it's Benny, from the right? 90s. It's Benny and the Jets. Was that who? What the group was? Sure. Stupid. Sure, Richie. Stupid. <laughs> I hated it the anyway, second I said it. The second some, I said it. Some of the finalists are, are you know former members of our former guests at the Culture Hall, including um, historian Jennifer Reeder. She's uh, one of the finalists for her oh, book there we about, go. about Emma. So, yeah. how, how come uh how come uh we we're not nominated for a show available in podcast form right well we were nominated but we're not finalists yeah how come so, we're not finalists you know, talk to the judges who are the judges we need to to complain right no. they've got they've got a podcast do they oh, oh, i just found right. it they do hosted yeah. by connie sokol I even oh, heard know, before in, yeah. uh, in other things. Okay, all right. Maybe we need to we need to brown nose him a little bit. I'll take care of it. We'll be we'll be uh, we'll be finalists next year. We got just a couple more minutes as we kind of wrap some stuff up. I thought this was interesting. Uh, Logan Paul, who p- people don't know, YouTuber, uh, recently had Roman Atwood uh, on his show. Uh, Paul spoke with Atwood about Atwood's recent conversion to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Um, Atwood, who is best known for his videos, which often include elaborate pranks, explained that after his mother, a convert to the church, passed away from a tragic scooter accident three years ago, he and his wife began attending Sunday meetings with no intention of joining. They simply wanted to be a part of what his mother was a part of. But he says, something in my head was like, this is what she wants from me. As they attended church, he found so much hope and joy. Goes on to say, my mom's passing was easier. My life became easier. I had more joy than I had ever found skydiving in Dubai or having a successful YouTube channel or all the money that I could ever want in a bank account. I had more joy following Jesus than I had with all of the world combined, and I couldn't deny it anymore. So he ended up joining the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Goes on to say, uh, that is Logan Paul, says, the way that you light up and the way that you describe your relationship with the people you love, and especially your wife, is so rich. And I often get that vibe from Mormons, Logan Paul said, to which Roman Atwood said, you mean members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Kidding, he didn't. Uh, said, there's like a brightness in your eyes. So I thought that was a great story. Yes, that's very cool. Uh, do you have any so other... One last thing. You teased it at the very beginning. Roots Tech oh, Registration yeah. is open. So you can it's virtual or in person. Again, um, if you do the virtual option, there's 200 plus new classes that you can stream. And you, I believe you can stream them well after the event as well. If you register, you can access it anytime so go uh, do that cool stuff i would like to know if people would be interested in helping out with a cultural hall booth at roots tech I, i'm thinking Ew. i'm gonna do that this year very cool costs a little bit of money even though i tape pay 10 percent, it still costs money apparently uh but i would be curious if people would want to help out kind of man that booth tell people about the cultural hall i'm not sure that we're going to do it or how that even works it's just a thought that I've had uh, originally. And for those in, uh, for that, and then if you want to attend at all, it's March 2nd through 4th. 2023. 2023, uh, yes. Imagine Dragons lead singer Dan Reynolds and his wife, Asia Volkman, have separated officially. They separated a couple of years ago, and then they got back together to try and make it work out. They have now officially separated. They have four children. Uh, this, of course, news because, uh, well, Asia a uh, former front woman for the band that she was a part of. I can't think of it right now for some reason. Um, And Dan Reynolds, the front man for Imagine Dragons, uh, both members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He, though, probably just culturally anymore. um, Long has been looked to as a a member of the church. So uh, worth pointing that out. Uh, let's end on something maybe a little bit more cheery than all that. Uh, not that story. Ooh, not that story. We'll say, ugh, not that Jeez. <laughs> oh, nope, that one's no good. Ah, here we go. LDS Church uh, donated millions to UNICEF. I'm, I don't think that we mentioned this, mm-hmm. um, but 
a $5 million donation and worth reiterating from general conference, $906 million a year to date donated by the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to international efforts. Um, humanitarian aid in some form. Some of that is service time and hours, but a lot of that is actual money. Uh, and one of those organizations that has been a big recipient of that UNICEF red cross, um, you know, for things like we talked about during this typhoon, uh, Noru and also, uh, hurricane Ian, just some of the, of the examples of where our people have stepped in and said, Hey, you know what, we're going to help out with this particular thing and putting some money behind it. So, that that's cheery. That's a cheery way to end, yeah. right? Helping people out. Good stuff. Yes. Well, we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope that you, if you are sick or afflicted, that you'll be well and can listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row. Of, of the, the cultural, cultural hall. hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat On the back row, we really gotta go On the Culture Hall show